Hello and welcome back to season three of Mimazine On Air. I am Mimi Swaby, host and journalist, and this season is all about game changers. Each week I'll be interviewing a different individual who is pushing for and driving change in their field. This week I'm joined by Matt Pearson, a London-based freelance photographer and creative director who has worked with the likes of Three, L'Oreal and Gymshark and photographed people such as Anthony Joshua and Lewis Capaldi. Hey, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm really excited to speak to you. How have you been? Yeah, I've been good, thank you. It's been just a weird year, but we're here. Yeah, it's gone so fast as well. Like, it doesn't seem like two minutes ago since it was like the first lockdown. And now we're in December. And we're going to come out in Christmas and then 2021, which I am, I don't think I've ever been so excited to see the end of the year. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm kind of, I just want to see it out and I'm just like, hurry up. I just want yeah. a new year. Can you just start by telling us a bit about yourself and what you do? Okay, um, my name is Matt. Um, I'm 24 years old and um, I'm a freelance photographer and creative director. Um, yeah, I live in London and yeah, that's about it really. I feel like it's like a little interview starter. You know, it's yeah. all icebreakers you do in your school. Yeah, yeah. And how did you get into photography? So I'm trying to, so we obviously, we spoke like years ago, didn't we? When I had way my Way back when. So my Instagram page used to be a fitness page way back in the day. And I basically picked up a camera or I bought a camera to make my content better for my fitness page. And I fell in love with the camera, to be honest with you. I fell in love with the creative side of creating content and I started taking photos of my friends like in the gym when I was training as they were taking photos of me for my social media. I fell in love with it and more and more people started asking me to take photos of them. And then before I knew it, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna move to London and try and become a photographer. I think I decided to do that the last six months of uni. So doing my dissertation was a struggle to say the least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was like, you know, why not? Like go for it. So I moved to London, I stayed with a friend I sold my car to pay for my first like couple of months of rent and just try to make it happen, I suppose. And yeah, here we are today. So, wow, I absolutely love that taking a risk. It definitely paid off. Look at you now. Yeah, and I think I feel like I could talk about this all day, but like I feel like you've got to take a risk. And I was at the stage in my life where I could take a risk. Like I don't have a family, I don't have any kids, I don't have a mortgage. And at the end of the day, I think most of us are in a really fortunate position where. You know, if it all goes tits up, I can go home back to my family and still have a roof over my head and still get fed and figure it out and do it again. So, like, when you really strip it back, it's 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 doable. So, like, why not? Like, why not take the risk, jump in? It sounds scary, but especially at the age we're at now, we're in a real position to be able to do that. So, um, I just went for it. And, yeah, I think it's, it's paid off. So, I'm lucky. No, I totally agree. I kind of did a similar thing going to visit my brother in Australia and then just deciding on a whim, actually, maybe I should stay here for a bit and see what happens. So a two-week holiday turned into eight months living, working there. Best decision I've ever made. So sometimes just taking that gamble really does pay off. Yeah, I haven't actually spoke to you about that because obviously I saw you on your Instagram that you were over there and then you just kind of stayed. And, and <laughs> I got a lot of questions. I was like, are you actually going to come back or is this it now? I was like, you know what? I'm not really sure. I'll, I'll say a month and then that month turned into two and then I got a job and I actually quite liked the job. So I was like, you know what? I think I might just eat this out as long as possible. 
Yeah, and the good weather as well, I'm sure. Was... That definitely was a plus. I'm missing yeah. that now, staring out of a very cold, misty London. Yeah, it's not been very nice today. I haven't left the house yet. I just saw how foggy it was, and I was like, you know what? I'll go out. I'll leave the house later. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. And do you think your interest and background in like sport and exercise has influenced and impacted your work? 100%. Um, I th- I've got to work with a lot of athletes, um, and kind of where I started out with my photography was like in the fitness space, I suppose. Um, and I think having a knowledge and a background, like my degrees, exercise science. So, and I've always been passionate about sport. I've always played rugby. I've always loved sport. So, I think it's really helped um, with my work. It's given me a lot of insight to my work, especially working with athletes. Like when I've shot rugby players, like pro rugby players, I'm able to tell them what position they, I want them to be in because I can replicate it and show them myself. Whereas I imagine that a photographer that did photography and is not very sporty at all that was drafted in to do the same job as me wouldn't be able to manipulate the subject as well because they don't know the background, if that makes sense. No, so definitely. It's, it's helped me so much for sure, yeah. That's really interesting, and especially because you've got that background knowledge, I suppose you can relate to the people more as well, maybe? Yeah, 100%. Um, and I can also just like small talk like the one thing i love about my job is like obviously i get to meet so many amazing people which i'm super grateful for but especially in the sporting world i can chat to them about the training and you know the game and like like all that kind of stuff because i i know about it myself so not that i've ever been a professional athlete but i can relate in the sense that um, i was always very competitive like i managed to play rugby to a fairly high like decent standard so and like the training and obviously the, the gym work and everything that goes with it, the nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So um, I could definitely like have a very easy small talk conversation with them about their job and their profession. And to be, to be honest, a lot of the time I like talking to them about something. Different. I was going to say, you probably quite enjoy it as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah, so much um, of a job talking to them. <laughs> yeah. So like just chat to them about family life and, you know, I could, and like I could, look, they're professional athletes or whether they're celebrities or whoever it is whatever they're famous for doing, like, I'm sure they get spoken to about it all the time. Do you know what I mean? So it's quite mm-hmm. nice to be like, like, oh, you just had a new child. Like, how are they? Like, how's it being a dad? And just like chatting about life. And then they ask you about your family. And do you know what I mean? You, you start to relate in a different way that's not work-based, which is quite nice. I would say one thing that is so important to me is just like human connection, just like normal human connection on a very basic level. Like how's your day be? But actually asking a question and wanting to hear a proper response. Yeah, 100%. And I think especially in my profession with the photography side of stuff anyway, it allows them to open up and become way more comfortable in front of the camera. I think one of the things that I try to do is make people as comfortable as possible because I know I'll get the best out of them in a photography setting when someone relaxes that that's when you get the best images so um i definitely try and do that and and work on that as much as possible one thing i wanted to ask you about i know for you movement is really important like a really important concept in your images and just the power of images in general i know we can't go out as much at the moment and we are really falling back on nostalgic images or film or like something to like visually engage us where we are could you speak about that? Yeah, it's, I think the good thing about lockdown is it's allowed us to reflect on, like you say, lots of, lots of nostalgia going on at the moment. And 
Um, I also think like movement is what's keeping a lot of us sane at the moment. Like whether it's going out running and or anything, any kind of exercise that you can do. And I think now more more than ever, it's really important. And it's been weird, like being a photographer in this period of time, for sure. Um, I mean, that was what I really wanted to press you on is how do you think it is being creative in such a time of like stasis and stagnation? Like nothing's really happening on like a micro level at the moment. So how are you kind of keeping that creativity flowing and keeping energized? Um, It's been a really hard year. Uh, I think especially as a creative of someone that like is their own boss and is a freelancer, especially um, as a lot of freelancers, I'm sure are aware. Um, I started when this whole thing happened, I, I moved out of London and went back to home to the countryside. I was like, went, went stay with my family again. And I was there for about five, five months, six months. And to be fair, it was a blessing because I got to relax, unwind, completely switch off. I bought a road bike. I went cycling all over. The, like I was just like so in love with the countryside again. And it really allowed me to switch off. And I was missing the creative side. And I was trying to think of ways that I could stay creative at home but to be fair I didn't pick up my camera at all really for like four or five months straight which is odd for me but I think it was needed looking back now at the time it got quite frustrating but moving back to London at the end of summer and since then I've been trying to test shoot and work with models and collaborate with stylists collaborate with makeup artists there wasn't that many jobs going on at the start there was a few dribs and drabs here and there then it'd go quiet for two months I'm like oh great um, but recently, it's been really busy. The second lockdown, we are legally allowed to work again. We're allowed to shoot. Production can still go ahead, which is amazing. So I've been really busy, actually, for the last few weeks. Um, the time really allowed me to reflect. But I think what I struggled with the most, and I was being very hard on myself, is because I had such a successful year in 2019. I had the year of my life. I got to shoot some amazing faces and people. I got to travel all over the world doing what I love and I had a roller coaster of a year. I couldn't believe it. It was like some kind of, I was like pinch me kind of year. And then to come into this year and not achieve any of that again, or not be able to like say, oh, I've shot this person or I photographed this person or anything like that. I really struggle with that. I think I had to have a long conversation with myself and lots of journaling and speaking to friends and just like trying to figure, like not be hard on myself, understand that, that, considering the year we've had like there's lots to take away from it there's lots to be happy about and just stay grateful I suppose and now I'm more motivated than ever to go into the new year and I finally figured out what it is that you know I want to work on and improve and shoot and all that kind of stuff so I'm I'm now very hungry coming into the back end of this year for the new year which is perfect timing Um, but it took me like a long way long time to kind of get to this point if that makes sense. No, definitely. I I was following your work in 2019 and shooting with, or shooting campaigns, people like Three and Gymshark and L'Oreal. It was amazing to see and just like watch it kind of explode onto the scene. So I can only imagine what a difference it was going from 100 miles an hour to just stopping dead. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was weird. I think it was more, it's not even the, like, the brands I've got to shoot for. It's like, it, it was more the... The, the people that I was photographing, so like when you like put photos out there of like AJ or Brooklyn Beckham or Lewis Capaldi or Maya Jammer and whatever, and you have all these stories and people are like, oh my God, especially for like people from back home where I'm from, like in a little small town, everyone's going crazy about it. And it's like, 
like, what the hell? Like, how has this happened? So to kind of get that response and that it, it's like crazy and you feel like you feel like not you've made it, but stuff's going really well. And then so then come into this year and not have any of that. And it's like you don't receive that same response because I haven't been able to post a photo of someone famous and new on my page and mm. everyone go mad for it. And then everyone's like, well, what have you achieved this year? But I've had to like have a conversation with myself that like my success is not based off a famous person's photograph. Like, it, yeah, it might mean that I've progressed in the sense that I've managed to put myself in that situation and I've managed to take that photograph, but it doesn't make me a good photographer, I think you know, the one thing I've realized now is it's kind of perfecting my craft and no matter who the photo's of, is it a good photo? Like, is it creative? Is it different? And, you know, just like, how, I suppose having a more more mature outlook on it. Um, at first it was like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. Like, getting to shoot all these famous people and everyone going crazy for it. But now it's like, that's not what, that's not what's important. Do you know what I, do you know what I mean? So Focusing on the actual photo. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I've learned a lot. Is that, but that was me reflecting on the year I had last year, and it, 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 you know, it's cool and it's amazing, and to receive like thousands of likes on a photo of someone famous, and everyone's commenting like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And you know, when you receive like thirty, forty DMs from all the people from back home that you knew, or like your friends, and they're like, "This is crazy," and it's like, "Oh my god, like this is so cool," and I suppose it's that hit of like what is it dopamine or whatever and like your brain just goes wild and then to have that taken away from you it's like ah that I realize that's not what's important anymore so it's such a natural human reaction when we thrive off uh, recognition and people kind of feeding us that energy being like oh wow I really love your work or this is amazing what you do and I think it's such a a normal human reaction to get energized by that as well so how have you I know you said you had lots of conversations with yourself and you took time to reflect and you mentioned journaling. Has that been your main source of getting to terms with what's been happening and reflecting? Yeah, especially in the last, since the, since mid-October, so not that long now, but so for the whole of November, I've journaled every day, morning and night. And I read Matthew McConaughey's or like new book um, and he talks about, I love Matthew McConaughey. I'm a massive Matthew McConaughey fan. So I was like, sweet. As soon as, as, soon as the book comes out, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to get it. And I read it within like four or five days. And I was in love with it. But I love his outlook on life. He He's recorded his entire life for the last 35, 40 years. And um, he in detail, like poems and snippets of his life and stories that he's all written down. And I'm just like, I want to do that because I'd, I wanna, I don't want to get to 50 years old and be like, what did I achieve? What was going through my head at 25? All these different things that you can look back on and analyze, not analyze your life, but you can write it down. And once it's on paper, you can kind of help yourself and give yourself advice. I always say I'm one of those people that's very good at giving advice, but not very good at taking my own advice. But I think the perfect way to battle that is by writing it down and being like, well, that's your issue. How are you going to give advice to yourself? So I've done that a lot over the last two months and it's helped so much. I think I should probably try that because I'm the same. I'm very, very good at dishing out advice, but not so good at taking my own advice a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, you should. How would you say you differentiate yourself being a young creative in today's world? 
Uh, good question. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hence the journaling. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's hard. I just think just staying curious, figuring out like what kind of styles I like, and if there's something that I see um, that's inspired me, I'm think, trying to figure out how I can incorporate that into my own work. I think just staying curious, and you know, if there's something that inspires you, then try and run with it and try it out yourself and it's hard like there's so many people in my industry there's so many people that do this kind of a similar thing but I kind of try not to focus on that too much it's like what do I want to create how can I get better and I'll just keep doing me and keep kind of staying in my lane and kind of see where it gets me I suppose that's kind of my outlook what would be your ultimate goal like what would you want to achieve with your work either the message behind it the purpose or just where you'd want you and your work to end up good question um there's certain things like i want to achieve so like i'd love to have a cover of a big magazine and stuff the tangible stuff like that that i can frame and put on my wall and you know the, the stories that come with the different like people that i've got to photograph i want to accumulate more of those stories that i can tell my kids and they're the kind of stories that you can go to a party and tell and everyone's on the edge of their seats and like i want to cultivate and create more of those because it's just a uh, you know it's the memories you make and mm. it's stuff that you can pass on to people and that's what I love about my job is kind of the stories that you can kind of take from it but I want yeah my, I want my work to have meaning I want people to be able to I just want to look back at my body of work when I'm older and just smile at it and be like I got to create so many cool things and meet so many cool people and tell so many stories I think that's all I'm really bothered about but obviously like I'd like a billboard somewhere on the London underground and I would like a cover of a magazine and all that kind of stuff but I just want to be able to look back when I'm older and be like I had a bloody good time I love that I love the idea of visual storytelling as well that is that is photography or good photography I should say in a nutshell yeah yeah and do you think your creativity spills into other ventures I know journaling but you've also recently set up OMW so that's actually my friend's brand he like one of my best mates Elliot so he set that up that's kind of grown over the last like year or so. And we had a bit of a rebrand recently. Uh, so it's a, it's a clothing brand for those that don't know. And I suppose my role is creative director. It's probably the best way to sum up my role, but that's been a massive learning curve and it definitely spills into other areas for sure. So over lockdown, I started writing poetry. Like if you'd have told me that I'd do that, I was doing that a year ago, I'd have laughed at you. So, um, <laughs> but these poems just started kind of falling out of me. And I think, I love writing them and so I set up a separate Instagram for those and then my friend who's uh, he's a rapper and he saw my poetry and really liked it so we've recently been working on a song together so it's like anything that I think my creativity any avenue that I can run with it and I get excited about I want to do it which can be a great thing because you want to get involved with so much but then you've got to be careful not to spread yourself too thin which is something that I've been learning to deal with recently because um, there's so many things that I'm kind of like involved in or trying to get involved in so how can I give my best to each one but not overdo it that's really interesting I was going to touch on switching off you want to get involved in everything you possibly can straight away dive straight in which is definitely the mindset I would take so how do you switch off and compartmentalize work and relaxing or I mean can you switch off I think you can you've just got to be really strict with yourself um I've actually noticed um, so my, some of my flatmates recently, so they work from home and one of them works till late hours. And because his room is his office, 
he's really struggling to switch off because he's used to going into somewhere and when you leave work that's it it's done whereas I moved to London I think when I first moved here I've always worked from home so to speak so I'm kind of used to always being around my office and my desk and always used to being around work so I think I've got pretty good at being able to switch off I know some people have struggled with it recently now working from home but I'd say when I wake up in the morning I know what I need to do I know what needs to be done in the day ahead once I've got it ticked off and I know I've done it then I, I find it pretty easy to switch off like whether that's throwing a movie on in the evening or going to the gym or playing Xbox for an hour or like doing something that switches my brain off and moves it somewhere else I think is the easiest way for me to do it Spending time with friends as well, obviously at the moment, not very easy, but like we, even if it's over FaceTime with someone for an hour and just kind of chatting about life and chatting about different stuff. But I think because I love it so much, it's harder to switch off, but I don't, I don't have an issue with that sometimes, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Do you walk around the world or even down the street and think about images or possible images? Are you always on the lookout for new content or ways you can make ordinary things into more extraordinary photos I suppose yeah I think I'm always on the lookout I, I literally I walk down the street and I try and see stuff in different ways different angles different so I think it just comes to me naturally like I'll be on the tube and I can really like an advert and be like oh I really like the way that's kind of shot or I love the text on that ad like I could use that for something else and I think I'm kind of always scanning and looking without me really knowing mm. um, but I'll save a lot of stuff on Instagram or I use Tumblr a lot or anything visual I love picture books old magazines there's a shop in Notting Hill which sells all the old like Vogue's and GQ's and magazines from like 2002 or one and you can go in there and pick them up really cheap so I'll buy loads of old fashion magazines and I'll just rip stuff out and if I like the look of it then I will I've got I've got a folder here on my desk of just like loads of rip outs of stuff that I like the look of and if I'm struggling to come up with ideas I'll just go through them anything that I've ripped out anything that I like the look of and it usually tends to spark like a new idea. Do you think that's one of your main sources of inspiration, old magazines, old images that you can take inspiration from and rework and re, well, I suppose modernize? Yeah. For me before it was usually just Instagram and Tumblr. Those are the two things that I use, but like you say, like old magazines now are something that I definitely heavily rely on. I like having a physical something in front of me, like, a picture book or um, photographs like famous photographs from other photographers or anything like that they'd probably be my main I suppose source of inspiration but it depends where it's coming from if it's writing a poem then it's usually something like walking down the, like walking down the street and I hear something and, and I'll just write a poem based off that it depends what kind of body of work it comes under if that makes sense mm, definitely and what is next for you going forward what next venture do you want to dive straight into uh, I don't know there's too many um all of them all at once yeah um I think so for me at the moment the the goals going into the new year are um really get my photography to a new level trying to figure out how my body of work can be better I've been reaching out to agencies recently and like um agents that manage photographers mm -hmm. and I've been asking them to just rip my website apart like what can I improve give me some criticism like how can I move forward I've been really searching for that recently. Do you um, can't say, sorry to interrupt, but do you think that's a good, a really good thing for people to do? Anybody in anything creative to ask the feedback and criticism and reach out to people who perhaps have a, a better or wider understanding on their topic? Yeah, 100%, I think. 
where one of my strengths does lie is networking through social media and all that kind of stuff. So reaching out to people and if someone doesn't reply to me, I don't care. People take that to heart and they get really upset by it. And one of my friends in New York, she was always says to me, she's like, I don't get how you do it. If I reach out to someone and they don't reply to me, I get really upset by it. And I won't want to reach out to anyone else, but you just got to throw yourself out there. And like, I sent out just a random email to an agent that I like this photographer and basically I swear I had an agent. So I reached out to her and I've been back and forth with her over email and she's been helping me so much. If I hadn't reached out to her, I wouldn't have changed my website. I wouldn't have a clear direction in which area I need to go into now. So I think you've got to do it. And I think I advise everyone in the creative kind of world to do that. I think it's the best way to move forward. And you've got to take everything with a pinch of salt too. I think it's very easy to be like, oh, this person said this, and th which means I need to do that. But, you know, get advice from different people, figure out probably what's more important. I think, I mean, in my industry anyway, you've got to get used to taking anything with a pinch of salt because someone could say, oh, I promise you, you'll have this shoot and it'll be with this person for this brand and it never happens. That's just part and parcel with this industry, I think. And style, I suppose, as well. Everyone has different styles, so you can't take on everyone's style and everyone's advice. Otherwise, you'd be such a, yeah, a mix of different styles. We're a hodgepodge. Yeah, exactly. So you, you've, got to, you've got to keep doing you, but just take everything with a pinch of salt. Um, but basic stuff like how you can make your website better and stuff, it's always worth reaching out because someone that is an agent for a, like a big photographer will know the ins and outs of that like better than you will you know like i didn't study photography so i have no idea what makes a good website that's why i have to speak to other people and learn and figure it out myself so yeah going back to you just said you didn't study photography have you completely self-taught yourself then yes i have i don't know how <laughs> i love how you just missed that whole whole part out at the start when we were talking about how you got into photography that's a huge thing yeah, so I didn't study it. I just kind of YouTube and trial and error and, you know, all that kind of stuff is pretty much how I learned or asking friends that own cameras, like, how do you do this? But yeah, I never, never went to college, never studied it, never. And it's weird because like those people at my uni that studied photography and that's their degree and they can't even get photography work. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But I suppose if you've got an eye for something, then you just run with it and, you know, somehow I'm here. So it's that curiosity again coming through. Always yeah. curious, ask questions. Yeah. Um, and I think there's still so much I don't know. Like, I kind of wish I had studied it because in a lot of ways, I don't, I'm not very good at the, the studio lighting side of it. Like, there's still so much for me to learn there. I don't feel fully confident in the studio unless I've got like a lighting guy in there or an assistant working with me. So there's still so much I need to learn, which is stuff that I need to improve on and read up on and, you know, learn from someone. But yeah, I'm self-taught. I didn't didn't learn it at college or anything like that so do you think you would say you're more comfortable outside then in like natural lighting and uh, yeah if i can i'll get a studio that's naturally lit always <laughs> <laughs> i'm quite bad for that um but i yeah i prefer it like i love just naturally lit stuff like the way it looks but there's been a lot of shoots that i haven't done naturally lit. like the aj shoot was is one of my favorite shoots i've ever done and that wasn't naturally lit so it but i prefer natural lighting myself personally amazing and starting to wrap up how do you feel about a quick fire round yeah go for it okay this is quick fire with matt film or digital uh digital i'm gonna say color or black and white color people or places people fashion or athletic 
Oh, that's you, you're killing me here. Uh, I'm face. <laughs> um, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with athletic. London or LA? Oh, London. Easy. Reading or music? Music. Journaling or poems? Poems. If you weren't a photographer, which profession would you want to be in? <laughs> um, I think pro I'd probably have been like a strength and conditioning coach or something like that. I mean, that, that ties in quite nicely with uh, sports. Yeah. And final question, your favourite shoot to date? Uh, probably the Anthony Joshua shoot. Love it. And what would be one piece of advice that you'd give to anyone wanting to pursue a creative passion at the moment? Um, don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself a break. Stay curious. Keep putting out the content. There's always ways to create, um, you know, network with people, figure it out. Just don't, but don't be hard on yourself. I think everyone's being too hard on themselves at the moment. Just give yourself a break and, you know, just keep doing what you love. I couldn't agree more. I think that is a great piece. Look, so much advice to to end on. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so so interesting talking to you. No, it's very inspired. Good. I'm glad. I hope I hope someone listening is is inspired. But no, it's been good to chat to you again. I haven't spoke to you in ages. So. Well, have a lovely rest of the day. Yeah, we'll catch up soon. Hope you have a good day. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed it. As always, please share, subscribe and review as it really does help spread the word the podcast. See you next week with a new guest. Bye.